Hello everybody, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Nach Wednesday. Today we will be covering, summarizing, and offering some insight into Sefer Yehoshua Perak Yud Tes, that is the book of Joshua, chapter 19, which continues right after chapter 18, in which we began to list the tribes that had not yet received lands in Eretz Yisrael, and Yehoshua and the people, including these tribes, had not managed to conquer all of the land that had been promised to them. They stopped fighting. Yehoshua says they simply got tired of fighting. Yehoshua then left it to those remaining seven tribes to go scout out the land, divide the land into seven portions, and then their ancestral tribal land would then be picked by lottery. We heard about the first of those seven remaining tribes in chapter 18. That was Shevet Binyamin, the tribe of Benjamin. And now in chapter 19, we will be covering the lands given to the remaining six tribes. And I'll be offering a little insight as I quickly summarize this chapter. The first of the tribes listed here in this chapter is Shevet Shimon. Shevet Shimon was really the Lo Yutzlach of all of the tribes in the following way. If you read verses 1 through 9, you will realize that Shevet Shimon did not get any solid contiguous territory. Rather, the areas of Shimon were isolated towns and cities and villages that all fell out within the areas already conquered by Shevet Yehuda, by the tribe of Judah, which was the south of the country. This chapter acknowledges that Yehuda took more land than they could ever imagine wanting, so that they were only too happy to offer some of those cities later to Shevet Shimon. These opening verses foreshadow the beginning of Sefer Shoftim. The next book we'll be studying, the book of Judges. So remember this opening of chapter 19 when we get to the book of Judges. We then move on to Shevet Zevulun. Zevulun's territory is in the north. And the shocking little detail over here is that even though I think most of us have learned in Yeshiva that Zevulun had a relationship to the seashore and that Zevulun were businessmen who traveled on the oceans or had people bring things to their ports, here, in this passage in Yehoshua, what we discover is that Zvulun's territory did not reach the sea, did not reach the Mediterranean. So how Zvulun acquired the skill and later the reputation of being a seafaring tribe, something that was mentioned and promised to them by Yaakov, is not because of their tribal allotment, but because of their own drive that they obviously acquired on their own. But here in this passage, Zvulun is not mentioned as bordering the seashore. Then you have Yisachar. Yisachar borders Zvulun and also borders the Jordan, the Yardain. So this is how Yisachar has a connection, perhaps, to uh, traveling the seas. Not the Mediterranean Sea, but the commerce of the Jordan. Asher is next. Asher is the territory most, right now it seems, in the north of Eretz Yisrael. In fact, it borders the city of Tzor, which is always translated in English as Tyre. So this clearly was 
a uh, a border a city that bordered the Mediterranean, and Asher's uh, bordering the Mediterranean and bordering the north is a sign that they are really, if you take a look in Parshas Vezosa Bracha, where Moshe Rabbeinu outlines uh, the destiny of each of the tribes, you'll look back there and see that Usher's destiny was as one of the northern borders of Eretz Yisrael. Another part of the northern border of Eretz Yisrael was Naphtali, so that Naphtali is listed as well. Then the chapter concludes this section by talking about Dan, Shevet Dan, the tribe of Dan. And they have the most interesting story because they were given territory along the Mediterranean coast and areas next to, for example, what we think of today is the city of Jaffa, for example, right, bordering Tel Aviv. And areas further south, Sha'alvin, which is, nowadays there's a yeshiva near that area. So that is the southern and central Mediterranean coast of Eretz Yisrael, even though nowadays this is clearly a heavy, heavily populated, the most heavily, heavily populated area of Eretz Yisrael. If you read here towards the end of this chapter, it says that Dan was really not satisfied and felt that this was not enough land. So Dan's destiny is interesting in that it's described here and then extensively later in Sefer Shoftim in the book of Judges that the people of Dan went way up north to conquer new territory so that we are going to discover that the tribe of Dan had two distinct areas, the area in the southwest of the country bordering the Mediterranean and then a number of troops of Dan traveled all the way up north and the tribe of Dan conquered area all the way in the north of the country as well. The chapter then concludes by telling us something interesting, which is that the Bnei Yisrael decided to give as a gift to Yehoshua bin Nun, his own city, as it were, his own town. This town is called Timnas Serach, which is an interesting idea that uh, he was a member of the tribe of Ephraim, and this area was in Ephraim, but they felt that since he was their leader, they gifted him this area, and this is where he lived. The chapter concludes by telling us that all of this was done and divvied up by Elazar the Kohen Gadol, together with Yoshua bin Nun, and this was done in the presence of Shiloh, which was, as you recall from the beginning of chapter 18, where the Jewish people had set up shop where the Mishkan, their temple, would be for the next three and a half centuries. Thank you all for listening.